Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Bob Bernie Live, looking at today's news through a biblical worldview. And welcome back to Bob Bernie Live. We're going to go to the phones. We were just talking about broken heart syndrome. And I believe Jack down in Logan, Ohio, wants to continue that discussion. Jack, thanks for calling. Oh, we lost Jack. I am sorry. We lost Jack. Hey, Jack, if you want to call back, please do. We'll get you on right away. We had Jack, but we lost him. Uh, I don't know whether to laugh or cry. I, 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 I really don't. I, I, I don't know whether to laugh or cry. This is a story about the United Methodist Church's highest court. Um, for several years... I held out hope that the United Methodist Church would be the only mainstream Protestant denomination that would not go completely apostate. Uh, Presbyterian Church USA went that way a long time ago. The ELCA, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, went that way a long time ago. Uh, The United Church of Christ, the Episcopal Church, All of the mainline Protestant denominations have turned far, far left and have basically become apostate, and they are now paying the price. But I held out hope for the United Methodists. And by the way, I always try to add this. There are wonderful Bible-believing Presbyterians left. There are wonderful Bible-believing Lutherans left. Uh... Just most of them are not in the denomination, the major denominations. There are smaller, uh, I started to say minor, I hate to use the word minor, smaller uh, denominations within the Presbyterian movement, Methodist movement, Lutheran movement, and so forth, that are still solid Bible believers. God bless them and may their tribe increase. Anyway, back to the United Methodists. I really held out hope that they would turn around, that they would have a revival, uh, that the leadership of the United Methodists would finally realize, hey, moving away from the authority of Scripture is going to bring about our demise and ultimately our death. Sadly, I've given up hope on the denomination, not individual churches, which leads me to this story. There is a movement within the United Methodist Church to leave. Now, some of that is happening in the PCUSA and the ELCA, but I don't think it's as prevalent as in the United Methodists. The United Methodist Church is headed for a schism, a division. Normally, 
You want to avoid schism. You you want to avoid division. Not in this case. In my opinion, and I'm an outsider looking in, in my opinion, may it happen quickly. Get out. The boat is sinking. The Titanic has hit an iceberg of unbelief. Get off the boat. Leave the denomination and become an independent church or or join one of the conservative Methodist groups or whatever. But as has happened with the Presbyterians, the Lutherans, and some of the others, we're now finding out that the denominational leaders really don't care a whole lot about the people. They want the buildings. They want the pews. They want the chairs. They want the organs. They want the pianos. They want the windows. They want the parking lot. They want the property. They don't care about the people. They want the stuff. They want the things that cost money. Sadly, tragically, but it is true. And so the denomination continues to meet, and they continue to try to devise guidelines for disaffiliation, it is being called. That's what they're calling the people that are leaving the United Methodist denomination, disaffiliation. And they're trying to cause the the leadership in the denomination, I'm talking about the liberals, the leftists in the denomination, are trying to create as many hurdles to the Bible believers, the conservatives, as they possibly can. And I can prove it. Here's the story. It's uh, from uh, Friday of last week. UMC top court clarifies disaffiliation process ahead of likely schism over homosexuality. By the way, this has been coming about for four, five, six years, this schism. And like I said, let it happen. Well, listen to this. The United Methodist Church's highest court has issued multiple decisions centered on clarifying the process of disaffiliation for congregations in advance of an expected schism over homosexuality. Now, I'm not big on committees. I'm not big on polity like this. My opinion, and again, I'm an outsider looking in, just let them leave. They don't agree with the denomination any longer. They don't agree with the leadership. Let them leave. If they want to leave, let them leave. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, we can't do that. So the high court of the United Methodist Church came up with a whole bunch of decisions. And let me just read a couple of these. Decision 1420. Confirm that an annual conference can only give an up or down vote on a disaffiliation agreement while Decision 1422 concluded that an annual conference does not need to question the reasons for why a congregation wants to leave. Huh? In Decision 1421, 
The Judicial Council ruled that an annual conference cannot close sale on a church property before conference voters ratify the disaffiliation agreement, but a conference board of trustees can have a non-disclosure agreement as part of a negotiated settlement when local law permits it. Huh? Decision 1423 affirmed that clergy in good standing could move a disaffiliation motion on behalf of a local church, but declined to address whether people not belonging to the conference could speak on a particular disaffiliation request. In Decision 1424 and Decision 1425, the court ruled that annual conferences can develop additional measures provided they are consistent with ones created by the General Conference. (sighs) And it goes on and on and on. Decision 1420, 1421, 1422, 14. In my humble opinion, as an outsider looking in, the denomination is trying to make it as difficult as possible for the Bible-believing congregations to just say, hey, folks, thank you for the ride. We're out of here. You're going in a direction away from Scripture. We're going in a direction towards Scripture. And the Bible says, can two walk together unless they are agreed? We don't agree anymore. And we're out of here. So, um, again, this schism has been coming about for two or three years. And uh, the... uh, the, the the liberals, the leftists within the denomination are trying to hold on by their fingernails to the stuff, to the property, to the buildings. And we've seen this in the other mainline Protestant denominations as well. I personally know of a few United Methodist congregations that are in the process of disaffiliation. I'm praying for them. I'm encouraging them. And may their tribe increase. Sometimes you have to take a stand for truth. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. Well, when was the last time you heard some good news about COVID? Well, I don't know whether you've been following the numbers in the state of Ohio, but today, Ohio revealed or reported the fewest number of COVID cases since last August. Yep, since August of last year. Uh, We have been on a downward trend for quite some time, and uh, the last few days have been really, really, really good news, including today. Again, the lowest number of total cases reported, new cases reported, since last August. Now, I would be remiss if I did not remind you what I said almost two years ago. The number of new cases is one of the least important indicators of how serious the pandemic really is. So while we rejoice, (laughs) 
Pardon me. Got a tickle in the throat. Wow. So while we rejoice in the uh, lower number of cases, what's even more important, hospitalizations, uh, intensive care unit admissions, and the number of deaths, and all of those are way down. Um, Are we over this thing? Yeah, no. No. Uh, Is it possible that a brand new variant is going to pop up? It's possible. I don't know. But the good, well, there's a lot of good news. Some of the best news is that most states are easing their mask mandates. I don't know whether you watched any of the Super Bowl, but California still has a mask mandate. In other words, the law of the state of California mandated every single person at the Super Bowl to wear a mask. Every person who entered the SoFi field was told, it's state law, you have to wear a mask. This is California. Every person was offered a mask. If they wanted one, if they didn't have one, what percentage of the crowd actually wore a mask? Very, very small. Very, very small. Now, was there any enforcement of the mask mandate at the Super Bowl? None. Zero, zip, zilch, nada. And, of course, if you follow the news at all, you know that many of the big stars, these celebrities who have been saying, we got to wear a mask, we got to wear a mask, we're all going to die if we don't wear a mask. Most of them that were at the Super Bowl, they, they weren't wearing masks. Now, here's the tragic thing. Almost no one of the thousands and thousands and thousands of people at the Super Bowl actually wore a mask. But students, children all over the state of California had to wear a mask today. <clears throat> yeah. Now, supposedly the mask mandate is ending in California tomorrow. Why tomorrow? No reason. Why February 15th and not February 17th? Mm, no reason. Why February 15th and not February 6th? Mm, no reason. Arbitrary. So uh, anyway, at least as uh, as far as Ohio is concerned, uh, good news. Uh, I wanted to make sure I got this story in before we close today. A uh, Democratic state representative in the state of Wisconsin uh, is in a little bit of hot water because uh, he actually tweeted what he believes about education. Now, if you know anything about the liberal left and their attitude towards education, the liberal left believes parents don't Get your nose into the business of education of your children. Trust the experts. Just put them on the bus in the morning or drop them off at school and let the experts teach your kids. You have no right, you have no business to know what they're being taught because the teachers are the professionals. They're the experts. Now, 
That's what the liberal left believes. But they don't say that very often because it's not accepted real well in the general public. And Democratic Wisconsin State Representative Lee Snodgrass found that out the hard way. He tweeted late last week, listen to this, and I quote from his tweet, If parents want to have a say in their child's education, they should homeschool or pay for private school tuition out of their family budget. So in other words, if you want a say, and that's what he said, have a say in your child's education, then you got to get them out of the public schools because if your kids are in public schools, government schools, you have no say in their education. If you want to have a say, then you got to homeschool them or send them to a private school. In other words, if you want a say in your child's education, you got to pay for it. Oh, wait a minute. What funds public education? Taxes. Who pays taxes? The public. That's why supposedly they are called public schools. Well, his tweet received an enormous amount of pushback, and uh, suddenly the tweet was deleted. And Representative Snodgrass said he deleted it because, quote, he was lacking in nuance and easily misinterpreted. Yeah, if parents want to have a say in their child's education, they should homeschool or pay for private school tuition out of their family budget. I don't think there's a whole lot to be misunderstood or misinterpreted, but the uh, public didn't like it. Every once in a while, the liberal left reveals what they really believe, and it ain't pretty, folks. Hey, thank you so much for joining me today. It is wonderful to be back behind the microphone again, knowing that you're on the other side. Have a great evening, folks, but please, wherever you go and whatever you do, remember whose you are. Listen. Listen. Think. Think. Discern. Discern.